0: Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to episode 68 of the Interviews Podcast. We are here. For the post-match reaction of Roma-Inter, which finished 2-4 to the visitors, goals from Acerbi in the 17th minute, uh, Mancini in the 28th, El Sharawi in the 44th, Turam in the 49th, uh, and Angelino Ongol in the 56th, and then Bastoni to round it out with a goal in the 93rd minute. As always, I am one half of your co-hosting duo Alessandro Rafa joined here by Johnny Paterno. Johnny, we're recording this a couple days after the game has taken place. The timing um, actually works out because we do have a little bit else to talk about. Juventus has dropped points, uh, which is obviously great for our charge towards number 20, as well as Taremi and Zielinski reportedly coming in for medicals very soon. Um, The Taremi stuff looked like it might be a little bit delayed because they don't want... Uh, There's too much attention or media hype. I don't know. Pascual Aguado had some stuff about it. Um, But either way, it looks like those two signings are going to be locked down for next season. Um, Overall, a really great great weekend for us, no? Yeah, fantastic weekend. You know, uh,
1: more so with what happened yesterday uh, with Juve. Uh, In my opinion, that pretty much... uh, I mean, granted, as long as we solidify everything and and put a 10-point gap between us and... And them on Friday, uh, I think that pretty much, you know, seals it. In my opinion, I don't think there's any chance of them coming back. I think anyone who's uh, <coughs> real about Juve um, hasn't been impressed with anything they've really done. So, yeah, I mean, great performance by the boys to show the 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 fight to come back from being two one down at halftime and
0: and kind of uh, stamp their their dominance of this league. Yep. Seven point gap with um, a game in hand here. And um, it's been interesting because we sat here on this podcast not too long ago looking at the schedules um, and basically saying like just how easy of a stretch Juventus had while Inter was playing some of the best teams in the league uh, and really, really had a tough schedule. And yet in the last three games, Juve with one point out of a possible nine and Inter with a full uh, full points taken from those games. So really showing a different level um, than Juventus, which I think has been the case all year. You know, there's a lot of talk about whether or not, you know, Juve was doing what it what it took to win. Right. Winning these one nothing games, these two one games. Um, and they were doing this corto muso, what it takes to win. But then there was also the discussion about whether or not it's sustainable. Uh, and clearly, it has not been. And I don't think there's any, there's any doubt that Inter are not only the best team in the league, but at the very top in terms of uh, Europe. The Opta supercomputer today put out their odds for Champions League winners. And um Inter is sitting at third on eleven percent, with Man City, I think, at 32%, which I think is pretty pretty wild, and I don't agree with that whatsoever, especially if you've watched City this year. It's been one of their more underwhelming years under Pep. So um either way, maybe Inter is getting the respect that we deserve, but maybe maybe it should be uh a little bit more considering the circumstances and how great we've been
1: yeah i mean 11% isn't really too uh too nice you know i was listening to the kicks and picks pod and we are plus 1800 to win the champions league which i think i mean that's a bet i would take honestly i would even just for the value you know i'm not saying that i'm 100% confident we're going to win but i do think we do have a legitimate chance of winning, so to see it at plus eighteen hundred and only four teams have a worse, um, worse odds than us: Lazio, uh, PSV, Copenhagen, and Dortmund. I believe were the four teams that had. I, I may be misremembering it, but three of those teams definitely. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think we look strong. We're playing our strongest. We what we got through our gauntlet really to start 2024 in such a strong manner that I mean I I, to be honest I don't fear any team I really don't not even City definitely not you know Real Madrid Arsenal I got into it today on Twitter with a few people who were saying that if we if Real Madrid Arsenal Leverkusen and us were put in a group where would each team finish and a lot of people had inter finishing fourth which I thought was so disrespectful in so many ways and also just showed a lack of of knowledge of of what our team does and, and how we play I mean, it's this is not the inter of, of Mourinho, and I'm not taking away anything from that treble season. That was fantastic, but we're not going to sit back and try to hit you on the counter. We are going to play some of the most beautiful football in Europe. And for people to not to recognize how good of a manager Inzaghi is and how talented this roster is, it's it's a crime. But hey, keep we, we, we thrive in the underdog world, so keep it up.
0: How shocking on Twitter. There's a complete lack of football knowledge. It's just really threw me off there. Um, But regardless, you know, we stand on top of the league. We stand with um, a good chance to to do something in the Champions League and hopefully continue what's been a really special season. Um, All right, let's talk about this game a little bit. So coming into the game, we started our um, our best 11, I guess you could say, you know, the argument can be made that Domfries should be in there over Darmian, um, but either way, you know Darmian's. Uh, sorry, Donfriez's fitness issues have kept him um, kept him on the bench. It's been interesting because he, at you know Hakan's birthday party, he looks like he's having a, a great time. He looks very nimble, so I'm wondering why he's uh, he's not getting in there. These uh, you know 25 minute substitute appearances have been okay, but. I think, uh, you know, let's give the old guy a rest here and, and trot. Don't freeze out <clears throat> as soon as we can. Um, but we come in facing a, a Roma team that's been playing much, much better under De Rossi, um, actually undefeated under De Rossi. And for the first 15 minutes or so of that game, um, they took the intensity to us. It was a really tough pitch. The rain was coming down like crazy. Um, but regardless, they really they took the intensity to us, and you know one of the the storylines coming out of the game was that they sort of blew their load and showed a little bit of immaturity coming at us that hard to start the game because there's no way you can keep up that pace, you know, over the full ninety. And I think we saw that with the way that we took over the game in the second half. Um, but you know, either way, the first action of the first half is an amazing save from Somer. Um, on El Sharawi, who cut inside, took a took a really, you know, difficult shot, a curling effort that Somer put o- over the bar. And that was just the start of Somer's heroics tonight. Um, what did you think of of the Swiss keeper's performance? I think you know, we can't tell the story of this game without talking about what he did because uh, we don't walk out of there with all three points without um without Young.
1: Week in and week out, this guy continues to prove why he's the best goalkeeper in Serie A. And you know what? I was a little worried given the weather conditions because he if you look at his two worst games so far for Inter, which one was in preseason, so you can forget about that, but the game against Genoa, it was in the rain, the pouring rain. Um, it's never easy for any goalkeeper. I don't care what the quality of their keeper is to to play in the rain. It's it's hard to grip the ball. Of course, it's hard to judge the bounces. It's hard to judge so many different things. And 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 with the way the rain was coming down, I was a little concerned. However, sixty seconds in, he makes that incredible fingertip touch um, to tip it right over. The, and if you look at the the replay when he goes up for the ball, he actually jumps a little early and he hangs in the air a little bit longer to outstretch his hand and make that save. I mean, the man is just incredible. Such a such a calming presence, really, in the back. Um, I, I, I don't really fault him for either of the goals that Roma scored. Um, you know, the first one, Pavard loses his man. The second one, uh, <laughs> El Sharaoui could could take that shot 100 times, and I would say 99 times out of 100. When it hits the post, it'll go out. He just happened to have that ridiculous spin yeah. and balance that worked out for him. And if you look at the shot, he like mishit it. So yeah. it's just it's it's insane what um what happened in that situation. But summer was fantastic once again. And listen, I, I I love him. I I hope he plays at this level for at least another year because I think he's got uh, well a lot left in the tank, but also a lot to offer. And I'm so happy for the success he's having because. You know, some people who come on this show, I will not, you know, point fingers or name his name, but they uh they thought that he would have the potential to be the flop signing of the season in Serie A, not just for Inter. So I'm glad uh this man is proving them wrong. The same way that, that um Acerbi proved me wrong. So yeah.
0: Which uh, action of him dunking on Lukaku did you prefer? Was it the getting down perfectly so when Lukaku tried to round him, or was it the uh, I believe it was a nutmeg um, when he casually just stro- strode past uh, Lukaku? Which one was was uh, made you pop more?
1: No, I think it was the way he made the save because if you also look at the save that he makes on Lukaku one on one, he gets down, times it perfectly times putting his hand right between his legs perfectly to not trip him and then if you look with his left hand he was going to go try to like you know stop the ball and I think he caught himself that he's like oh if I go he'll go down like if I do it too soon so to have the wherewithal in that situation to not commit the foul and just rob him of an empty net which it would have been obviously if he got around him I mean (laughs) incredible incredible I mean that pretty much sealed the three points for us that save.
0: And the way that he so he stops it with his um, you know, outstretched left arm, but then the way that he keeps his right arm involved to make sure that it doesn't, you know, skip past him and that Lukaku can yeah. regain it. Um it's just high level quality goalkeeping that um we've been used to all year. Uh Francesco Acerbi gets his second goal of the year again off of a set piece. Um the- <laughs> The manufactured controversy around anything that Inter does is hilarious. But uh just so you guys know, there was some controversy around Ashadabi's goal because of a discussion of whether um Turam was actively offside. <clears throat> he's on the opposite side of Rui Patricio, and he's not pulling or pushing or touching him at all. He's not impeding Rui Patricio's ability to get to the ball. There's literally nothing wrong with it according to the rule books there's been a lot of that this weekend of people just not understanding the rules of the game especially in the juve game with an apparent handball that again does not exist um but you know people again we're giving you know the set a continues to give people reasons to say that inter doesn't deserve this and that we have calls go our way um they don't want the game to be called correctly they want the game to be called in a way that actively screws Inter because the way that it's called correctly is that Turam is is not actively um interfering with play whatsoever he's close to the keeper but he's on the other side of the action that the keeper needs to make and he's not impeding him whatsoever um so that's that that's all i have to say on that do you have any any spice to add to the uh controversy and i'm using my my uh fingers over here low quotation marks
1: for anyone who listens to this show and then also listens to the italian football podcast you know um carlo had some had some thoughts on it and i understood where he was coming from to an extent i i do you know especially with the offside rule and even though in my opinion he didn't interfere with goal like carlo said he did interfere with with ruby patricio in a sense. Not like he was actually blocking him or touching him, but like he was... I, I got what he was trying to go with it. But in my opinion, that, that did not play... Obviously, it did not play a factor in the goal scoring. It was really more so Mancini backing up into him. Um, that He made more of a contact with Ruby Patricio. And even if he didn't, I don't think Rui Patricio, with the way he's been playing all season, would have had a, a, a chance to make that save. He, the guy's been the worst goalkeeper. So... I, I listen to me. There is no controversy. I get where someone could say that yes, because he was technically in an offside position, that that is an interference. I get it to an extent. Like I could see the argument, but to me, it it doesn't play a factor in the way that this goal was scored. Now, had Marcus Thuram been on his left side when Patricio was trying to go over, then yes, I could understand that. You know, we, I think anyone with who who's ever seen the game would understand that and would be, would agree with it being a foul or called whatever, and then um, an interference there, but this is just much ado about nothing really. Like that's the best way I can put it. Like there's nothing really to complain about here. There's no, I think people, whether it's Zazaroni, whether it's, you know, whoever else, you know, the sport, whatever they, they want to tear inter down. Like we said previously, they want to get in the refs heads. They want to have an impact on how these games are played and how they outcome. And again, nothing, nothing to worry about. So, it's like, you know you're not going to beat us on the pitch, so you're trying to beat us in the papers and trying to beat us with the refs, and it's just, it's not going to work.
0: Yeah, like I said, the desire is not that the game is called correctly by the book. It's that it's called against the Inter. So, you know, whatever. Um, it's it's one nothing to Inter at that point. In the 28th minute, Mancini puts a point-blank header away. This is just bad set-piece defending. Um, there's really no... You know, in terms of blame, it's it's on like literally everybody. You can't let Mancini get that free um for a header right in the middle of the box against Somer. there's nothing Somer can do from that point blank range. So um that's just Inter, you know, poorly defending a corner kick. Hopefully that's not something that we see pop up against Atletico because Atletico are a team that um can do well on set pieces and can really attack set pieces. So that is something that needs to be sharpened up, but um yeah I'm not going to kill anyone in particular there just everyone was was not <clears throat> doing their job as appropriately as they could have on that um on that uh goal Um let's see and then right before halftime Roma gets the 2-1 this is the El-Shatawy uh kick I he hit it as poorly as he could have in that moment <laughs> but it was as perfect as he could have hit it if that makes any sense um it's not at all what he intended to do but it was not not even close what he intended to do (laughs) yeah it was struck in a way that gave somer no chance as it hits both posts to go in um he couldn't really cover you can't get to the the post in that in that time um so Roma goes 2-1 up and it's a moment of truth for Inter. Inzaghi is not on the sidelines. Uh, Fades is coaching the game. This is a, you know, a big game for us because it's, you know, we look at how big games like the derby is and these individual head-to-heads, but at the end of the day, if you're throwing up a blank in terms of points the next game, like did you really help yourself with that win? Um so they needed to come out in the second half and really show what they were made of and they did to the tune of uh, a three nothing second half um the first goal from uh Marcus turam it's uh it becomes two two darmian hits a, a low cross to the near post which is amazing to see darmian getting involved offensively again and uh, turam with the finish that I think is showing that he's improving as a as a center forward um that's a tough a tough finish to do um but he's able to do it and turam is uh, slowly but surely showing his stuff in terms of putting putting the ball in the back of the net. Uh, even with the Angelino on goal, which we'll get to, and with the Gathe own goal, um, it's his presence and his threat of being dangerous that makes those goals happen. So uh, Inter ties the game up. And Turam, how'd the Frenchman do for you today?
1: I mean, another fantastic performance from him. He's getting close to double digits in both goals and assists in the league, which is so exciting to see. You know, um I think pressure was on him a little bit in in the sense of of him coming in, you know, replacing uh, Turam, coming to a new league, a lot of unknowns and a lot of people were doubting him. Uh, I was not one of them. I also didn't expect him to be this impactful this fast either. I thought it would take him a little bit of time to to get acclimated, to get comfortable with his teammates, but like the chemistry between him and between him and Lautaro has been amazing and and just his presence with everybody in the team and and how he's able to to get along so well with them has been just awesome to watch and and I couldn't be couldn't be happier with uh with how things have been playing out for sure. Um what would I give, you know, I mean I I don't even know like it's just I feel like I I I can't come up with something different to say than what I've said about him in previous matches it's he's just been that influential and that impactful for this this team and and my gosh I just I want him to continue going this way over and over again
0: yeah he's been consistently good to the point of like you know if he ends up getting sacrificed for big money this summer he's going to be really really difficult to replace um that Amy doesn't do what he does I mean I'm, I'm not ready to see him leave the A just yet so you know god forbid someone comes in with a something to pay his release clause I think we ha- that's something that the management has to be looking at you know prior to the summer is offering a new contract and getting that clause changed because I can definitely see if he continues on this trajectory and maybe gets to 15, 17 goals, um, someone with big money is going to come in and see that release clause and say, you know, okay, easy. Um, That is something that we have to look forward to, that we have to look at potentially doing because it is going to be really tough to replace him. And for me, like, I want to see what this partnership looks like in two, three years with him and Louthi. They Mm. can be, you know, one of the best that we've ever seen. in my opinion. So let's hope, let's hope we get to get to hold on to him.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think
0: anyone's, I mean,
1: yeah, I don't think anyone's going to come along and pay that money though. Personally, like the pay is release clause. I don't see it happening.
0: We'll see if, cause obviously there's been some change in Premier League spending that we've seen over the last, you know, this winter transfer window. And then with a bunch of teams being investigated for FFP, obviously none of the ones that matter, but, um it will be interesting to see you know how Premier League spending is affected in the summer. Inter takes the, the 3-2 lead eventually. Mikidarian crosses on the edge of the six-yard box. Um it's met by not Turam, it's met by Angelino, but Turam gets in there and initially the goal the goal is called his. Uh but either way, Angelino bu- bundles it in and it becomes three-two Inter, and then Um, You know, there were a couple shaky moments, but before that, one that I think has to be talked about is Pavard um, flicking the ball up in the air and then a perfect volley, literally right off the ground um, that I wanted so badly to go in because it would have been validation for just how good this guy has been. It's been absolutely ridiculous. Um, Yeah, I really wanted that one for, for Pavard. Same.
1: Yeah. Like it, it, it brought back, uh, I'll, I'll steal uh, a term from, uh, Nimaradona called, uh, Mycon vibes. You know, with the way he was able to flick that up and around it. I, I if that went in, it would have been, I would have had the same emotions that I had when Mycon scored that goal against Juve. So, oh, man. To, and how impressive that would have been if that was his, like, for that to be your first goal, for it to go in that, in that manner. My gosh, I would have, I would have exploded. I would have lost my mind. And, um, yeah, it's a shame that it didn't, they didn't work out that way. But you know what? Um, He was still fantastic nonetheless. Was that flick up intentional
0: or that's 100%. just how the ball
1: came? <laughs> that's 100%. Listen, I know you had a tummy ache, right? But I don't want it to be affecting your brain. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. You had to know that was intentional, my guy.
0: It was beautiful. Um, It was absolutely beautiful. And again, like you said, it reminds you of, of Mike on. By the way, I'm going to put out a PSA. To the people making fun of uh, my tummy ache. Do not eat <laughs> just hot dogs. Do not eat hot dogs from Amtrak. You will throw up. You will be nauseous even three days later while you're recording a podcast. You will feel it and you will feel the sweats coming on. So just avoid Guys, eating.
1: He literally just downed a hot dog on <clears throat> camera before we started recording. Just a lie. True story. It's true story. <laughs> it's
0: just... It's just a lie. <laughs> Don't eat hot dogs that come in uh, plastic bags. Do not do that. Uh, but anyway. Wait, 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 wait. It came in a plastic bag and you still thought it was a good idea to eat it? I was starving on the train. He, I asked oh. for a hot dog. He whips oh. it out. It's in the plastic bag. At this point, plastic I'm already. Plastic bag. And then he throws it in the microwave. I think I'm good. And uh, in the. Mi- with the... <clears throat>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, great. ladies and gentlemen, Alessandro's been canceled. He ate it, a, a hot dog that was in a microwave.
0: Not my oh, smartest man. moment, but um <sighs> I was coming off a weekend where my brain was a little <sighs> little fuzzy, so <clears throat> it is what it is. Then uh so we move on. Um uh Lukaku wastes that chance again a uh, 1 on 1 against um against Somer again this guy in uh two games against of this year. Has absolutely shit the bed in both games. Um, the first game he had nothing to do. This game he had chances and just fluffed them. Um, chance after chance after chance.
1: Watching him fail is actually an art form. It truly is.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm done with with watching him against Inter though. I think uh, I'm rooting for him to go to the Saudi League this summer. Please, He's so yeah, finished. Please yeah. He's so finished, it's not even like, it's just like, he's he's just such a waste. Um, but anyway, so then we get to the end of the game and Arnatovic finds himself with a lot of space, plays it across the box and you have Sanchez and Bastoni both making a tear towards the ball. Uh, and I don't know exactly what happened if Sanchez pulled up a little bit or if Bastoni called them off, but Basto gets there and Alessandro puts it in the back of the net for the 4-2. Um, which caps just a really good performance from Inter. Like they suffered in the early part of the first half. They let in a uh, you know ridiculous goal um, right before halftime. They regrouped, then they went to the second half and they just dominated. And listen, Roma had a couple chances you know we won't we won't take that away from them and they they've been playing much better under Daniela De Rossi, but Again, this is an away game at the Olympico in a stadium that is, um, you know, boiling and we still are able to come back and, and make the win. So a huge three points from Inter. One of the major stories that's going to come out of this is definitely the injury to Acerbi. It looks like he's going to miss both Salernitana this weekend um, and the first Atletico Madrid uh, leg, which is, is not great. So I guess... Um, with it, this is gonna be a shorter pod today, guys, by the way, but I guess to um, you know, add one of our final topics here, how are you feeling about Acherby's absence, especially in this huge game against Atletico Madrid? I mean, I'm less so worried against Sarenitana. I think that's a, a game that I should be able to to be dominant in. But um I am a little concerned against Atlético. Um you know, Acerbi has been been wonderful for us throughout his entire tenure. and You just don't want to have anyone missing um, for you in the big game. So it looks like Debra is going to be there. What are your thoughts here?
1: I mean, I'm, I'm honestly not too concerned, only because Atleti has some injuries too, especially to their forward group. Um, there's a chance, you know, that uh, Alvaro Morata doesn't play. If I'm not mistaken, Correa. Not the not the not the cheap ballerina Correa. I mean the actual Correa who has some talent. Um also might be missing the the match. So I think it's listen, he's obviously gonna be missed. I'm not gonna pretend like we're gonna go, you know, business as usual, but I do have faith in Stefan Devry. And I do think that he can do do a job. Um at the very least, I can set and and you know, uh, Atleti is trending in the wrong direction. We're still going upwards, so I, I feel confident. I really do. I don't think I uh, initially I did think that they were going to be a tough team to match up with and go up against. Whereas now I, I think that we should be able to handle them. So hopefully, I'm 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 not wrong with uh, with us not really being or me not being too concerned with him missing the match. But you know, he also had been putting on a lot of minutes, so I think it's okay to to get some rest as well. And um and hopefully he'll be ready for the second leg at the very least.
0: Yeah, I want to echo your sentiment that, you know, I'm not overly concerned um with Atletico. Just the only caveat being that we're at hundred percent health. I think we match up well with them and you know we can beat them head to head at hundred percent. But um obviously with Achadri missing, that's not gonna be the case and and we need the ride to have to have big minutes. He wasn't super great against what was the last game that he played? Not Juventus against Fiorentina, he did struggle. Um, probably Mm -hmm. was one of our worst players in that game, so he needs to have a bounce back. Hopefully, against Salernitana, it looks good. And then again, you know, when I mentioned like the full health thing, you know, hopefully he comes out of Salernitana unscathed, even if we can find a way to get maybe Bisek in there or Bastoni in the middle, and you know. Augusto at left center back, there's definitely going to be a bunch of rotation against Saranitana, which I think is the thing to do, especially with um, Juventus losing to Udinese and getting a little bit of a cushion. You need to rotate so that um, everything, you know, all of our best players can be there for Atletico. But um, yeah, it's hard as an Ether fan to not feel like you're in a, a, a good position right now because we are. We just need to a avoid an epic collapse in Serie A, which I think we can do, and b we got to show up in in the big games, right? Which we have done all year. I think literally all year. I forget exactly the game that we haven't um, taken points, but against all the big teams, we've we've been able to do well. Um, so let's see. We just had a big test against Juventus, and now a let it go coming up on Tuesday. It was Tuesday or Wednesday. Atletico um, coming up midweek, so we'll see. You know, we'll see how it's, things it's, shake uh, out. It's Tuesday,
1: the twenty twentieth. Tuesday. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, um, any other storylines you want to talk about after this game? I know we said we were going to do a quick pod, but anything else you think is super important for us to touch on?
1: Nothing. Nothing super important to talk about from this one. Um, how are you feeling about I,
0: Zielinski and Taremi
1: getting done? Pumped. Pumped about them! Brilliant moves by Marotta and Osilio, in my opinion. I mean, they just continue to uh, to be the the kings of the the free transfers, in my opinion. Like, I mean, yeah. it's it's just it's insane what they're able to do and how they're able to to set up for the future in the market the way they do. It's man, I, I'm truly happy with them.
0: It's adding a lot of experience. It's a type of transfer that I think you know excites fans because we know their quality. It would be also wonderful to have the type of funds to make investments in young players that can grow into, you know, these type of of world beaters. But for now, you know, our directors are approaching this market as good as they possibly can be, you know, considering the circumstances. So I think you have to be um, super pumped about it. You know, it's good times in in the interverse right now. Um, Obviously, those things can change very quickly, so we don't want to get too high, but it feels good. Um, you know, apparently by 28 we can be in a new stadium in Rozzano, so that's also good news. It's just, you know, let's let's continue to hope that things go our way, and um, you know, continue to have faith in this management group and also in who's who's been clicking the right buttons all all year.
1: Yeah, I mean, what Inzaghi's doing too has been a master stroke. He's gotten I I don't think he's really pushed the wrong button once so far this season so i'm very very thrilled with with him and yeah oh gosh let's just let's get that second star i think we all need to get together as interisti we need to find a way to be a milano to actually celebrate the scudetto we weren't able to celebrate the last one we need to find a way in my opinion it'd be so sick to get the whole interviews listener community or as many people watching the whole one would be insane but as many people together in in uh, in Milano to uh, to celebrate this, right? Because yesterday I was I was scream singing, you know, La Capolista se ne va in, in spaces. So,
0: so I have an announcement, I guess, for folks. I'm going to be in Milan um, for Inter Cagliari. Obviously, I have to buy tickets closer <sighs> to the date, but that is the game that I'm planning on attending. Um, so, I will be there. I would love to meet up with, uh, all our other interviews listeners. Um, you know, hopefully maybe Nima can make a trip from Sweden. Uh, yeah, but I'll be there. Yeah, that'd be so sick. It would be awesome if, uh, if we can meet up with people. Bring the boys some luck, man. I hope so. Last time I was there, it was a three nothing win. Uh, hey on the final match day of the season. Unfortunately, Suswell didn't do us any favors and Milan won the title, but, uh, coming back and hopefully it's a, it's a good result.
1: Yeah. I think, I think this one, we're, we're in a much better place. So, uh, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be awesome. I want to try to be there when they, uh, there's a possibility. Secure it. If all things go right. We did we didn't we ran the numbers where we can glitch the title with a win in the derby.
0: yeah, yeah, there's a little I, piece of me that's hoping it, that's hoping it happens the week before against Kyle Yeti, but <laughs> if it doesn't, you know, I mean yeah, if it
1: does then, good for you, bro, where you can like wow, that'd be that'd be amazing. I'm not gonna complain.
0: Awesome. I'm not gonna complain about about when I'm there, but um uh, yeah, yeah, I don't we'll think see how things
1: shake out. any of us are
0: all right. Are you good?
1: Yeah. Uh, real quick, though, we're going to be doing another card giveaway because I just restocked some Inter cards. Let's go. Um, I got a really nice Javier Zanetti that I oh, wow. might want to throw in there to a lucky fan. And uh, to the winners of the last one, Anthony Farrow and Sean Collins. I shipped those out yesterday was finally able to get those out. Anthony, yours might take a little bit longer because I'm sorry, man. Shipping to Canada was not easy and I did not want to pay $45 to get it to you any sooner. So, <laughs> But yeah.
0: Congrats, guys. Congrats. Um Yeah, I love these giveaways. They're a nice little way to engage with y'all and I can promise you there's no fixation going on on the back end. It's entirely Yeah, random. Beto
1: trying to start tra- drama, bro. Like... <laughs> Know you're gonna to listen to this episode too, I'll kill you in person. But if you, no I'm kidding. But Entirely yeah, no, random. definitely random. Listen, if anyone knows me and Sean, we we used to go at each other all the time on Twitter. So to have to give him cards was not something I really wanted to do. So if I was gonna rig it, I don't even know who I would give it to. I don't even remember who was in it, but yeah, I, there's no, there's no. I'm not just giving this to people I know. I'm sorry, man. Like
0: Yeah, we don't have any incentive to to rig the game. Um no, just
1: keep- cuz we're we're paying to ship it out ourselves. Like it's not like I'm like, "Hey, yeah, if you slip me a 10,
0: you win." Like there's none of that. There's none of that going on. Anyway. Well, keep listening and you may end up being on um the receiving end of of another card and um go ahead and wrap up in the words of the great roberto scarpini forza ragazzi forza ragazzi forza ragazzi